What's up, everyone? And I'm here to bring you episode number seven. It's your host, Joey, over at NXGen Podcasts. And I gotta say, it's that promised episode, um, Tenchu, Wrath of Heaven. But before we dig into that, I just want to give a big thank you to all you guys for all the support. It means so much. It's helping us grow. Um, I just got notifications that were up on the leaderboards on um, Apple Music there. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I'm sorry for the late upload for this episode. I am currently recording it right now today as we speak. It's going to be uploaded as soon as this is all recorded. So... We got some new things coming up here, and it's pretty exciting. I've been digging into a tabletop game called Iron Sworn, and I'm possibly thinking of recording episodes of that. It's going to be a playthrough with me and my wife as we explore this world, the world of Iron Sworn, and, you know, see what it, it holds for us. It should be pretty interesting, and I'm hoping to find some background music for that and kind of play it all up and kind of make it a a nice little thing for you guys. Also, we have been working hard on merch. I have tumblers that are finally done and made. My vinyl is looking really good on them. And I will be posting pics probably sometime, I want to say late December, on our Facebook page and on our Twitter So don't forget to follow and like them just to, you know, get all the regular updates. Another exciting thing is we have cards. I have cards that we've made to send out to people. I want to open up a P.O. box some point in time, and I thought that'd be pretty fun. This way you guys could send me letters, I can send you letters back, and, you know, it could be like pen pals. Another thing I hopefully have in the works is uh, D&D. I, we're hopefully going to have a D&D playthrough here on the podcast. And, you know, that's pretty exciting. I'm going to release it as, like, seasons. So, season one is going to be all these game chats, and season two is either going to be the Iron Sworn or D&D. I haven't decided yet. I guess it really kind of matters what happens first. And kind of what I can pump out a little faster. So now we'll look at the topic on hand. Tenchu Wrath of Heaven. The episode I promised you guys. Um, The reason I'm doing this intro and outro so late is just I've been busy working on everything else. Um, I previously recorded the intro and outro for this. But it was for episode 6. Which I've already uploaded for you guys. And this is now episode 7. So all my, you know... intro stuff doesn't really work but that's okay anyways i'm gonna queue up that uh music from the game and we're gonna look at tenchu wrath of heaven with my guest keenan All right, everyone, and today I have with me Keenan, and it is the episode I promised you guys, Tenchu, Wrath of Heaven. Welcome, Keenan. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming back on and talking games with me again. You <gasps> sent me quite the fucking game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorites, though. I love it. love it so much. You know, I, I, I kind of start to feel sad for you, though, because this is the second game you've sent me, and I'm just like, holy fuck, you got a dark childhood, man. 
<laughs> yeah, is it, does it make it less dark if I say, hey, I didn't really pay attention to the story like back when I was a kid. I was like, oh, cool. I re- did a really cool thing right, right there with a so sword. Was- All right, next dude. That's pretty much how I was. <laughs> so to verify things, you didn't pay attention to the story. You just enjoyed rocking around, killing everything. Yeah, pretty much. Just like the cool, like I really enjoyed like the cool animations and feeling like the hero. I don't know if I was the hero. Uh, it was quite questionable in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Feudal Japan. <laughs> now, Tenchu the Wrath of Heaven, when I first picked it up, I uh, sent you a message and I'm like, why, why, why did you send me this uh, Sekiro predecessor? Uh, well... The reason I sent it to you is I kind of wanted you to see where they got the concepts of Sekiro from. Like, you know, like the stealth portions. You, if you've played Sekiro before and you've played Tenchu, you kind of, you, like, you can see the relation between how you do what you do in stealth. The second you pick this game up and start playing, it doesn't give you any tutorials. It doesn't tell you anything to do. It's just like, hey, go, do it. You know? And... It's one of those things where I'm just like, wow, I didn't know this was um, a From Software game, but I'm like, hey, this is like Sekiro, because it was the only thing I could relate it to. Only like no badass combos, really. But there was, I liked the combat system for when you got caught, because like, just like in Sekiro, if it was one-on-one, you definitely have the chance of beating the dude. You definitely can. But if you got uh swarmed by a group of enemies you just got stabbed by like three different spears from every which way and you're like oh no this is terrible i should leave how do i ah crap how do i use the grapple hook again ah (laughs) no exactly and you know another very interesting part of this game is like they really push you to be stealthy like they want you to be a ninja they want you to sneak around and kill you know your enemies stealthily because Every time you stealth kill someone, you get this skill point. And, well, it's not a skill point. It's a, just just like a icon in the bottom of your screen. And when you do so many stealth kills, you unlock an ability. Mm-hmm. Well, like, so great. Because, like, it isn't, it, well, it isn't just abilities you'll unlock. Like, as you get further in the game and you, like, S-rank missions and stuff, it'll unlock different items. Which is, like, why I'm kind of sad you never got to get through, like, at least an entire campaign. Because I know with uh, Ricky Maru, which is, like, the, one of the first people you start off with. Yeah. Um, just uh, thinking back, like, even if you go, like, uh, search the levels, you'll find there's, like, this little rice ball. And you know how you usually take the rice balls and you can just throw them out as a distraction? I don't know if you knew that, but, like... Yeah. There's a different type of rice ball you can pick up, and it's a poison rice ball. And you throw it, and when they go to pick it up to eat it, they'll get a little paralyzed animation. And you can actually go up and run in front of them, and they they won't detect you because they're like, "Well, I can't scream or do anything." And if you press uh, if you press the attack button while you're in front of them, you'll get a stealth animation, but from the front, wow. where you'll get like this whole like stab, and you'll like, go aside, twist the sword, take it out, you know. And that's one thing this game really did well is there was a lot of different kind of stealth animations. They were never the same. You could kind of like jump at your opponent from the behind and attack and there'd be a different animation for the stealth kill that way. And, you know, mm-hmm. 
it was nice to see just the variety. But that being said, like this game pushed you to do stealth kills because one-on-one combat, even though you can win, it's not necessarily the easiest until you get controls. And well, there's no tutorial. Nope, nothing, nothing at all. This game, like we're not bullshitting you at all. It throws you in and there's no tutorial, no nothing. Just go, go. You got items you don't know what to do with. You, You got buttons on your controller you don't know what you're doing with you don't know where anything is and it's like have fun and you probably spend the first 20 minutes trying to figure out how to use your fucking grappling hook <laughs> yeah and where exactly to aim it so you can actually get places oh yeah. i remember that i don't know if you got to this one level as ricky murrow but like as a kid i was stuck on it forever because i'm like what are you doing i've been in every room i've been in every room and then i like was running through it for like two hours and i come up come up into this one room and i look up and there's this little hole in the ceiling and i throw my grappling hook on the hole in the ceiling and i go up and there's this whole new map and i'm like what 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 no <laughs> there's like i'm like almost dead and there's like 40 enemies still not 40 i'm over exaggerating but like there was still a hefty chunk of enemies and a boss fight and i was like oh no i played this terribly wrong <laughs> and that was one cool part about this game is they threw in that verticality so it was nice to have those levels where you got those hidden secrets or you know alternative paths through up and over you know through little nooks and crannies and stuff like that oh yeah i i love that kind of stuff too like as ayame um when you're playing with her and you're trying to sneak through one of the mansion levels i think you can come up on walls and like you know i don't know if you knew this but you can go up a wall press and like you know sneak by pressing your body up against the wall to try and hide from enemies and certain walls if you do that against will flip you to the other side yeah so they'll actually unlock new paths that way which is really really cool and i remember doing that for the first time i was like what did i do i'm in this new place and i'm scared (laughs) and again that's just like you can see from software bleed through you can see how this game was the step in the right direction for them to be the Dark Souls creators, you know? And oh, absolutely. Leave the legacy they have now created. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially, like, again, like, with you, uh, with the map design. I find uh, with Dark Souls, too, like, you all, like, Dark Souls, you can find, like, hidden paths in so many places. I remember stepping the wrong place, and I found a path down to this new area. I was like, oh, this is new. Then a basilisk killed me. Um, uh, <laughs> and the same is with Tenshu. Like, sometimes it's a very bad idea to take one of those walls because it's a room you haven't cleared with three dudes with Naginatas. And then you're like, well, I'm dead. If, if you don't have a smoke bomb, you are dead. <laughs> no, I'm going to go a little off topic here and talk about Dark Souls 1, just because, again, it's from software. Oh, absolutely. Does, like, Wrath of Heaven doesn't have quite the level of depth, of course, but oh, no. I praise the original Dark Souls map design. When you first play this game, you know, you die a few times, and then you, you figure out what way you need to go. 
But then once you start playing it a little more and a little more, you realize, oh, if I get the master key, I can take the back way and then I can go to the other side of the map and I can access all these other areas and skip through the beginning. And all of a sudden this game just opens up and you realize it's this intricate layer of vertical and horizontal mazes all woven together. And it was just like a beautiful masterpiece to me in the game design area. Yeah, and it's it, it was really amazing, Dark Souls. Like I remember when I was first playing through it with the map design, and I'd be like, "Oh, this so this leads back here. Oh, that's so convenient." And then like the next time I'd sit down to play, I would go back. I'd be like, "I'm lost. Where do I go? Oh no, do I go here? No, that's the convenient path. No, which way?" <laughs> So it's always like left you feeling new and refreshed to the game and on your toes to where you're trying to go. And it helped with your memory for sure. Yep. Um, so I'm going to let you in on a secret. I'm an action heavy gamer. I, I'm not a patient gamer. So <laughs> from software really punishes me and, and they really oh, love yeah. to. They do. Oh, you know, sir, I'm sorry. You're human. You you can't do these things. <laughs> oh, you just want to run up to this enemy and swing a few times? Oh, right. You got a stamina bar. Now you're at a stamina. And guess what? One hit, you're dead. Oh, guess what? It also takes time for your attack to hit that dude. And he happens to be faster. Oh, that was your heart. Ooh. <laughs> oh, now we're in Dark Souls 2. You died? Guess what? We're, we're decreasing your permanent health. I guess you better learn. <laughs> Bessie you get, better go take out some skeletons in the basement. Oh, right. Those stop respawning. So you better learn. <laughs> and so my experience from with From Software is the original Dark Souls. I've gotten up to Smog and Orstein, and that's about the end of <laughs> my From Software experiences. Now, I do own... Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3. I do own Bloodborne, but I will never beat any of them. I mean, we can play Bloodborne sometime, man. Let's see. We can maybe break that. Oh, uh, no. I, I just, I get slaughtered, man. I, it, it's a game. We all do. It, it's patiently waiting, right? It, it's figuring out maneuvers and, you know, it, it, from software well, is a game for sadistic chess players. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you are. I mean, I can't disagree. I have played chess and I'm quite sadistic. Uh, well, I can be. Well, it's this game of you got to predict what your opponent's going to do next. You got to see what they're going to do and you got to react, right? Yeah. So it, it is literally a chess game between yeah. you and your opponent. And sometimes the best move is retreat because you only have one chess piece and they have like 40. And by 40, it's just a big fucking axe that's just going to one-shot you. Yeah, or actually 40 people. But <laughs> oh, you. you ever been bum-rushed by minions? Yep. <laughs> Dark Souls can Zerg rush you. Did you know that? <laughs> All right, so there's a lot of items in Denshin. And I mean a lot. And oh, for sure. I know that there's the smoke bomb which you can throw down to escape enemies. You got your little throwing knives or whatever they were, your shuriken. And 
of course you got your resurrection scrolls which i use quite often <laughs> yeah which, yeah which i think you get one in almost every level and yeah they'll give you one uh you have to search around for it a little bit sometimes yeah, but i found one in every five one and so that when you die it allows you to come back to life you mm-hmm. could pick up um you could get a bow i believe yep you can get and, a bow and what else was there? I didn't use the rice to like mark trails or anything. Yeah, it's not that it's not that useful unless you really are bad with maps and like where you've been before. Yeah, once the areas get really big, then you know, um, some of the indoor corridors can be very confusing too because they all yeah. look the same. I think that was intentional too, just to make like to make you be on your toes for every door you open, right? Or, or maybe just to make use of this rice item that's kind of useless. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, even though the game was like that, I, the rice item was still useless. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I'd like to go with my belief to at least have some faith in the developers. But, you know, <laughs> 50-50. I always try to put faith in the developers because they, they try and do their research and play test this shit, but way back in 2003, we didn't get much play testing. Yeah. I mm. mean, sometimes that was great, though. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that resulted in great gameplay. One thing I actually miss about old games is cheat codes. And this oh, game sure. did have some. Yep you actually had one to get all the items. So you could have uh, used that and tested them out if you really wanted to. But there was like, you had like, you know, bombs, like uh, little bombs. You had stuff like, uh, there was a scroll that would turn you invisible. So you could actually just run up and just start assassinating everybody for a little amount of time. Um, there, there were different types of like shuriken and kunai. Um I'm just going off the top of my head. I haven't played the game actually in a very long time. Yeah, I'm just trying to pull up the item list right now too. What great podcasting this is, but uh, you guys know what to expect already. I mean, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, I like going in with just the memories because then everybody else can correct me. (laughs) Well, that's just it, right? And this is an old game. It's kind of hard to get itemless very fast these days. Yeah, that's true. Usually have to like go to a wiki or something. Anyways, there was a lot of items in this game. And it it was hard to know what they did without just fucking around and doing it. Oh, yeah. Like everything from healing items to poisons um pinwheels and you know just weird shit mm-hmm. oh um i remember too you remember how you could also eat the rice balls and regain a bit of health yeah yeah you could do that with a poison one too and paralyze yourself so if you like panic and you're like rice ball you could end up killing yourself just by eating the poison rice ball by mistake yeah did you ever use the kelp cal- caltrops for anything um, uh, yeah, actually, I would. I what I would use the caltrops for is I would uh, use them in boss fights to stop the bosses' advance. So, like, if they had like attacks that would like charge right to me, I'd throw caltrops in front of me, and then they'd step on them, and then I'd stab them. Ah, uh, okay. So you cheese in them. 
a little bit. Some of the attacks, though, were like unblockable. The yeah, no. way. When if you tried to, they would just, you know, stab you through the wall <laughs> and half your health bar, if not all of it, would be gone. <laughs> yeah, and that's, again, that's a from software thing, though. And that's where it sh- mm-hmm. you, you can really see um, that how from software was always in this difficulty genre. Mm hmm. Yeah, this uh, do or die difficulty of every decision matters. Yeah, kind of yeah. almost a hardcore D&D aspect look on this. Like, nah, this is life, man. You fuck up, that little enemy can kill you. Yeah. Oh, you, you decide to try and assassinate someone? Oh, he had a friend right around the corner. You're inexperienced. Just cause like five other dudes to rush you. Like, you should have let that dude walk two inches further. <laughs> it's like that first mission they throw you at. It's like, oh yeah, here, three drunk guys sitting around a table. You need the key that's on the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, I'll just, oh. I'll just run oh, in and no. grab it. No, 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 I'm dead. That. <laughs> oh, Another item I actually remembered that you'll never have on the first mission, but another item I remember is one that lets you disguise yourself as a guard. Okay. Yeah, I think it was one of the scrolls, that, like the like the one that would make you invisible. This one would disguise you as a guard, and they would let you like kill one person. Uh, see, I never fucked around with the scrolls too much because I'm just like, I'll stick to what I know. I'm not going to take a bunch of random yeah. shit. Just give me these uh, resurrection scrolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like tried everything because sometimes I'd be like, all right. Like as a kid, I would just be like, all right, I'm going to try and do some awesome stuff. What does this do? And I'd walk up and use like, a fire scroll, set a dude on fire, and then it would, it, the scroll itself would be on the ground and explode and then I'd be like half health I'd be like oh okay so use this when I'm overwhelmed <laughs> no born for fun <laughs> so there's a hidden character in this game yes yes there is there's uh more than one actually but is there more than one that actually has like story playthrough or uh Yes, kind of. It's just one stage. Uh, okay. Because uh, so the hidden character for the story, I, I don't know. Uh, did you have something to say about him before I go on a full rant? No, I didn't. I didn't use cheats to unlock him or really play as him. So. Oh, okay. So he, this dude was pretty awesome. He was actually my favorite out of the whole bunch. You got him after beating. Ricky Maru and Iomi's story, and I think you have to get like at least an A rank in overall. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll look because I because uh, or maybe you just had to beat the story. I don't know. It was hard enough. <laughs> but uh, with Teshu, his assassinations were some of the coolest, dude. I'm sorry you never got to actually play as him because like. Where Rigimaru and Ayame had like their sword and her knives. He, this dude had needles and his fists. That's all. 
And so when you would assassinate people, you would like jump down on them and you'd shove a needle like right into their skull and you'd get a little x-ray, like like Mortal Kombat x-ray of the needle going into their skull and what you were doing. And then you'd come back out back to regular. That's so it was just crazy. super cool. And like if you go up behind people and do it, sometimes you get one where you just like grab their head and turn it and you just see the foot, the x-ray of their skull and then their skull turning around. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds insane and they're like they'd like walk four steps forward fall down and like your jumping assassinations were so cool because you get all like every every kill he had basically had x-rays that show you everything and like so when you were doing it from the side you'd get like the three joint lock on the arm and see all the break points and then him like folding over the dude and breaking his back or like uh when you jumped and were above him he would like grab him from the top or like do a twist and so when like just i was looking up the character information and it makes a lot of sense that it was that way because he was a doctor yeah yeah he was a doctor doctor. yeah he was a doctor by day and a hired assassin by night like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to go and enter those sheets and play play oh dude you'll love it You'll love it. Just take a few items and make you invisible just to see, like, even the front ones where you'll, like, twist the wrist, throw them on the ground. Oh, it's so good. So good. Maybe I'll just look on uh, YouTube for all the assassinations and shit there. Oh, man. Experience them. They feel so good when you pull them off. (laughs) But uh, there was another hidden character, too. And this was a guy you would get to play well, like, I, I guess not a hidden... He's a hidden character for the versus mode, which this game did have a mode where you battled each other. Okay. And so to get this guy, you have to F, have to S-rank every single mission in the game. Wow. And that's, that's like, including Teshu. You have to S-rank everything. And then you unlock this extra stage, which is, like, set in modern time, you're yeah you're this ninja dude from the past in modern time you're like hunting this dude with a sword and like a cyborg arm (laughs) (laughs) and then after you do that you unlock him for the multiplayer interesting and see that's one thing like old games loved doing stuff like this giving us little things to look forward to and you know it was always nice to have these unlockables and hidden things to reward us yeah, definitely. Also to like reward you for your dedication of like, wow, you really learned this game. You really did everything we put in this game. Here you go. Now, like there were 10 stages for both the girl and the guy. So the 20 missions of, you know, complete and utter just you don't know what to expect all the time. Yeah. This game keeps you on your toes. You're literally wanting to sneak around every corner and edge forward. And, you know, you, you, because it plays so well with those stealth assassinations. And that's where the game is best, is when you're hiding and stealthing around and doing those assassinations. Yeah, for sure. That's like the best absolute. It's the best absolute feeling too. Like if you're a patient player, if you can be a patient player and set it up so like you can chain assassinate these three guys one after another without anybody making a sound, it just feels so good. Just going from one cinematic to the other in a fluid motion, 
And then like at the end of it, there's no repercussion. You don't hear anything. You're like, yes, I did this. And then you step into the next room and get an arrow in the head. Uh, <laughs> but like for that one portion, you did it right. And then you keep doing that with other portions of the map. And eventually you S rank and you're like, wow, I am a ninja. No, exactly. And that it did deliver on that feeling of you are a ninja. You, you, are you know going around assassinating you're sneaking you're using your kunai you're grappling and just you know it was quite the enjoyable experience and i'm actually a little upset we haven't had a new generation version well i mean like technically that's what sekiro i think was supposed to be uh, like i see too many similarities in the gameplay from both of them to say it can't be a spiritual successor so again, back in my doing research and stuff, Sekiro was supposed to be Tenchu. And I guess they wanted to do something else, or I, I don't know the logistics or anything, but they were planning on making Sekiro Tenchu and something happened and it became its own game. Which, in, in its own way, I'm actually kind of super glad that happened because it gives it its own universe and its own thing to go off of. Where if they were to do Tenchu, I'd kind of want them to stick more to the original roots of how you do do things, right? I'd want them to more stick to the stealth-only kind of aspect. But that's where it'd be very different for a Souls game, right? And that's where I think that would breathe a different bit of people into the genre, too. Because Sekiro is still, all in all, Souls. Bloodborne is all in all souls you know they're all i don't want to say pretty much the same but they are they're very different they are very different from each other they're very different but they possess the same core mechanics exactly where tenchu doesn't like some have carried over but that stealth gameplay is where it's all at and Mm. you know I, you don't see that very much in the newer generations of Soul games. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, too, like, you don't have to necessarily go through and assassinate every single enemy to get that stealth feeling from a Tenchu game. You could also get it from, like, in a way, being loud. Like, say you throw a hand grenade over on one side of the map, attract all the, all the guards there, make a blitz for your target. Nobody notices you. You get to your target, get everything done, right? And it's still kind of the same feeling. So it still gave you different ways to approach the situation over and over and over and over again. And I think that's where it's uh, really different too. Because you can kind of change up the core mechanics of how you approach each situation. And it's one of those things where it's not just about um, you don't have to self-kill all the time because it's I think it was like 10 stealth kills gives you that ability, but you only get mm-hmm. one ability every level, I believe. Um, you're talking about like the like how it fills up the wheel, right? The the little the wheel of characters, yeah. In the bottom, yeah. Yeah. So um, for the ability points and stuff like that, since you didn't actually get through the game, uh, when you get towards, I think it's the end of Ricky Maru's playthrough, uh, you get this ultimate attack by pressing triangle and circle together called Wrath of Heaven. And basically, like, it takes all your HP to one, 
But if you hit somebody with it, even boss characters, whoever you hit gets like zapped by lightning and killed. Like you stab them, like literally some commie just zaps the crap out of them and bam, your target's dead. So like, like how I was saying, like how you would repeat the levels over and over, because once you do that, you have it unlocked for the rest for repeats. Yeah. So what you can essentially do is like I was saying, say you throw the grenade and you run across and you blitz the boss, you can run up to the boss, throw a smoke bomb down so he doesn't actually notice you, wrath of heaven him and complete the level. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, like first kind of playthrough, you've acquired a lot of items too in your disposal where you feel like this ninja with power. You know, you're no longer that weak ninja that doesn't know what you're doing. You know, you're infant to the world. Yeah, you're more like, oh, this is my target? Oh, well, that's too bad for him. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I am... Man, he doesn't even know what's about to happen, eh? So now, to my listeners, like, if you love stealth games and you love ninja games and you're a Souls fan, this is definitely a game... I would probably suggest you play because you can really see, you know, a lot of the inspiration to Sekiro throughout Tenchu. Yeah. And like, this isn't the only Tenchu game too. Like if you like older games, like PlayStation one, like there's Tenchu, I think one through three, there's three of them. Yeah. I think it started with Stealth Assassin. Yeah. Tenchu uh, Stealth Assassin. And then the second one was Shadow Assassins, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, something like that. Or maybe that was a translation from two different regions. I don't know. But um, I know there was, like, I think at least two or three games on the PlayStation, which if you're, like, a lore person, like story, all the story connects. And, and like, it's just a great experience. And all in all, like, the story does connect, but I, I feel I went into this game and I didn't need to know the story about the previous games to kind of understand what's going on. Yeah. You, you get, with That's one thing, actually, too, about Tenchu that I like, is its imagery gives you a clear look at who's, like, who's evil and who's not. Like, if you get to the final, one of the final bosses in Wrath of Heaven, Onikage, he's yeah. literally, like, a dude with, who's painted himself pure white with black stripes on him, and he just looks demonic as hell. It's like, well, that has to be evil. I mean, <laughs> his name is a dead giveaway, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Oni, like... But, I mean, even for people who, like, wouldn't know the translation... Yeah. You you see that you take one look at him, and you're like, oh, well, then. I really don't want to fight you, but, like, when I do... (laughs) (laughs) I, like, I will... Either you or I will regret what we have done. (laughs) So, um, I don't have much else to add about this game. I feel like I could go on about it forever, dude. Like, just uh, I bring it. Just does so many things for just even the birth of stealth-based games. And see, this is where like my experience with stealth-based games wasn't Tenchu, but it was Deuce X and you know Fallout and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, where like stealth was more uh, an option. An, an option. Um, yeah, an option, but like. I 
never played the earlier Fallout games. Were they more like? Um, oh, so like I, they are. Were they more like they are now, where stealth is like really reliant on your stats? I never played Fallout One or Two. Oh, okay. Because those actually are they were PC games, mm-hmm. and they were they were very different than you know the Fallout's we know now. Yeah, I know. I've uh, seen some gameplay from them. They look very different. If you have a computer, Xbox Game Pass, you get them free. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so they weren't owned by Bethesda back then with Fallout 1 and 2. They were owned by the same company who came in and did New Vegas. Oh, okay. And this is why New Vegas is so praised because it's the original developers that came back to do it. Oh, that makes a lot more sense though. I didn't know that. Yep. When Fallout was sold to Bethesda or ZeniMax or whatever company owns it. I mean, Bethesda was owned by ZeniMax. Now it's Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Anyways, when they got the rights to Fallout, the original company signed a deal saying we want to come back to do one more game and that's how new vegas came about oh that's really cool so back back to the topic though so your stealth experience is more like a stats based than stealth experience yeah you know you're where this is more like uh people will see you if you get in front of them Vision cones and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of my game experience, like I love numbers. I never did as a kid and I never realized it, but I love the RPG aspects of numbers and, you know, being mm-hmm. able to figure out exactly what you're going to do to something, you know, how bad are you going to fuck this guy up? How much damage are you going to overshoot by, you know, just that's mm-hmm. just so much fun. So I never played a lot of games that had to deal with vision cones and stuff like that. Like, my, my biggest experience with vision cone games was probably like manhunt manhunt 2 oh well yeah those are stealth <laughs> games those are stealth games and you do get cinematics yeah and, uh, <laughs> I, I played them well, no, back... that's kind of funny too because like that is kind of like rockstar's version of a tenchu game in a way it's and... just more if i had to like put a difference to it it's like instead of having your stealth weapons on you you pick them up off the map like a shooter. Uh, or or you just use the map. Oh, yeah. Or you just use the map. But, like... I loved that game as a game, man. <laughs> now, see, you were probably playing Tenchu when I was playing Manhunt. Yeah. Which, like, we had our own forms of brutality. You would, like, suffocate a dude with a bag and beat him with a bat. I would, like, just decapitate a dude and... And then disembowel his friend and be like, ah, and then grapple to the ceiling and you'd like disappear into an alley. Yep. <laughs> no, but it's funny, like how it's kind of, tra- how those kind of stealth games translated, like even like, like you can see like things from Manhunt and stuff like Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption when you're doing their stealth levels and how you have to do those when they actually have plotted out points. And it's kind of cool to see how those concepts evolved today so many years later. And like, I, I think, like, it kind of all started, so, like, not to throw attention off of Tenchu, but, again, yeah. Tenchu, Wrath of Heaven came out around Metal Gear Solid 2. 
And so the other big series that helped kick this stealth gameplay off was Metal Gear Solid. So it was like Metal Gear and Tenchu were the two big pushers for this stealth gameplay. Oh, absolutely. Metal Gear Solid, I didn't really play until later on in life, but Tenchu, like I said, Tenchu's just a childhood favorite. But uh, they were both, like, I played the Metal Gear Solid games now, and, like, Metal Gear Solid definitely expanded upon the items part, for sure. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. All there right. are later installments of the Tenchu series as well. Like, uh, after Wrath, having get what like my favorite game after Wrath of Heaven was Tenchu Z, and you're not actually playing as anybody from the main cast, but you're the apprentice of Ricky Martin. Okay, and so for anybody who likes like newer generation or just like just behind the PlayStation 4, there's experience for Tenchu for those people there too, which is quite good mechanics wise. Like, uh, it introduces stuff like you're able to grapple your enemies and like push them up against walls and assassinate them there or you can cling to ceilings and then wait for your enemies to pass by underneath really cool stuff and did you ever play the okay so tenchu shadow assassins released on the wii and psp ah yeah that's where that was yeah and i did actually play that for the wii i for a tenchu experience i don't recommend it Personally, I was di- quite disappointed with how that has to work, but that's because I think the Wii tried to incorporate everything with motion controls. I don't know how it changed for the PSP version. Maybe they kind of fixed that. Maybe I just bought the really bad version. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, getting the Xbox 361 Tenchu Z, probably your best bet if you want a newer experience. So Tenchu Z over Shadow Assault. Because Shadow yeah. Assault was a puzzle game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you get to create your own character in Tenchu Z as well. I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to see if I can find it. Because it's a yeah. 360 game. It shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, it isn't It isn't bad at all. Trust me, it's a very good experience. It oh, really expands price, on... Price, price. Um, um, yeah, true. I, um, I don't think I, it was too much. And then that was a long time ago. I checked for a used copy of it. So, uh, you can pick it up for 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, th- th- it seems like that's kind of the best experience to enjoy Tenchu, then, is Tenchu Z, if you want like the newer, fresh coat of paint. Yeah. Or, you know, like Sekiro, if you want the action part of it, too. Yeah. So, what do we want to rate this game out of? Oh. Am I taking nostalgia off of my rating? <laughs> I, I don't even know what we're rating it out of yet. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. just gonna I'm gonna rate it five Japanese ninjas out of five Japanese ninjas, oh. <laughs> oh, all you're... hiding in the shadows. I'm gonna have to probably give it a three and a hidden ninja. So uh... so three and a half, three and a half. You know, that one's hidden, so you can only see half of it. Yeah. Or he's the ninja that you happened upon that didn't do well in his training. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, there you guys go. It was a pleasure having you on here again. You know, thanks for coming on and doing this. Oh, no problem. Anytime for just these awesome games.
even stuff you just tell me, hey, check out, man. I just love doing it. So thanks for having me on. No problem. It sounds like we might be digging into some newer things. And I know you've been playing um, 64 games and stuff like that on the Switch. So yep, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll get into those sometime. Oh. All right. Oh, I'm gonna... I've got so many N64 things. <laughs> All right, I'm going to queue up that outro and I will see you guys there. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And if you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to tell a friend. Keenan, thanks for coming on for another great episode. I can't wait to do another one with you. You did a fabulous job again. And, you know, again, just... Don't forget to leave some ratings or some likes, some comments. Get in touch with us. We'd love to hear what you guys are playing. You know, let us know what you would like to hear. Let us know what you would like us to do next. Stuff like that, because I got content planned up till, you know, the start of January. And from there, you know, we're still figuring things out. We got other things in the works right now. You know, I'm working on t-shirt art. We got, you know, I'm a game designer, so maybe something to do with that, you know. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, we're, we've really planned on bringing you guys some banger content lately, and we're really planning on, you know, trying as hard as we can in this new year. Um, it's been a great start, and it's been a fabulous, you know, first month. You know, I couldn't ask for anything better, you know. I know it doesn't sound a lot, but 38 downloads is pretty good for someone who frankly had no followers to start and started from nothing. I also want to say, you know, just thanks, guys. Like, great job. Keep up the great work. Tell a friend. And my guests have been awesome. I can't wait to keep working with them and doing more great content in the future. Anyways, you guys have a great weekend or a great week. And, you know, whenever you're listening, have a great drive. Stay safe and have a good one. So that was the original outro, and I just want to update on some of the things I said in there. We did touch on my game design. That was in our previous episode. Go check that out. That was the special little feature where I talked about Ethra. And, you know, another thing my wife pointed out, just as I said it, is I say you know a lot. And it annoys me when I go back and edit these that I hear it so many times and I'm really sorry. Like I'm going to try to work on that. And it's one thing that I am trying to passively put in my mind. Also just a big shout out to you guys. Thanks for all the support. We're no longer at 38 downloads. We're at 58. So from me recording this, we have grown over 20 downloads and that's all thanks to you guys. Just one huge shout out. And so I just want to close out and say, you guys are awesome. Have a great day or weekend or wherever you're listening to this. I read recently a lot of you guys are listening to this in Thailand, and I thought that was pretty cool. So have a great time over there. Mm -hmm.